Indian and cowboy, indigenous, independent, and listener-supported, rooted firmly at the intersection between digital media, podcasting, and indigenous storytelling. Tansinitu Temtik. Welcome to Molly and Chelsea in the, in the morning. <laughs> That's right. We've got a morning show today. Yeah, it's super morning. Um, God, is it ever morning? Yeah, we got up so early. It was still dark out. Yeah, it was like it was apocalyptic. <laughs> Ooh, is that foreshadowing? Foreshadowing. Yeah, here we are, season four. At last. Yeah, at last. At it has been last. a really long time. So we, long. We tried. We tried to like do uh, our first show a while ago, and we watched uh, Dreamcatcher. It's like Stephen King yeah. based. It was horrible. It was hor- It was a horror movie. Duh. We should have figured that out. Yeah. And known. So like, with, there was aliens coming out of butts and stuff. And then it, the same aliens biting crotches. Oh yeah. I did hear on the internet, I can't remember who mentioned this, but Stephen King apparently was like in some kind of car accident and was on like really hardcore painkillers when he wrote the book. Yeah. And you can like totally tell yeah. from the movie. It, it had nothing to do with native people at all. Nothing to do with anything you would ever want your no. eyeballs to look no. at. So yeah, so that didn't work. We didn't we didn't start the season then. Yeah, because we were too horrified. We and were then I so had horrified. Alien butt monster dreams for like a week. Oh man. We actually dreams, like, I mean, stopped, nightmares, like, not stopped watching it. Yeah. yeah. It was terrible. So uh, we wanted but to... But we're back. Yeah, we are. We yeah. are so back. Back with a vengeance. Exactly. Uh, and we wanted to do a shout out to Indian and Cowboy who yeah. just had their second year like birthday. Anniversary. Yeah. yeah, congratulations, INC. You're a toddler now. The terrible twos. Yeah. Oh, the right? terrific twos. The terrific twos. Yeah. I kind of like terrible twos though. Just ripping, yeah. ripping up the stuff. Effing, effing it up. Yep. In the big way. In oh, the good yeah. way. So I guess, like, we've been around since that long too, eh? Yeah. Even wow. a little bit longer. A little maybe. bit longer. Yeah. Cool. That's pretty wild. We're old. We are. We're terrible twos. We're the terrible twos of, of the twos. Cheers. Cheers. Plank. Excellent. Um, and so you should check it out because mm-hmm. uh, Indian and Cowboy has expanded a lot. There's yeah. a great, great new podcast on there. Like, there's so much. I haven't even actually been able to keep up, which is great. Like, when you know when you're producing so much content that you can't keep up, that it's a good thing. Um, and, and what do we like the most, right? That's like, that's the newest thing. Yeah, I think we're, we're really excited right now about the Henceforth, mm. which is uh, Eve Tuck's podcast with that she did with her class that is really digging into um like something that's really important that I think a lot of people have a really hard time talking about which Mm. is like indigenous and black relations and like how those things play out in the day-to-day and how we can like start building like solid solidarity and really forming good relations with one another so I'm super excited about that one really really important conversations Mm -hmm. and I got to I got to work with uh Eve on that a little bit just just to I created like a little um, sort of how to podcast series for the class and, and yeah. And then they just like went and made the coolest stuff. So that's been coming out and, uh, it's something that I haven't sat down and really listened to yet. Cause I want to, I really want to like digest it, uh, and then have discussions about it. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it should provoke a lot of discussions. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. So yeah. So check that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Check it out. They got the website, they got the iTunes, they've got the Twitters, they've got, they've got it all. <laughs> it's all there. Just all the Google, medias. Just Google it up. Yeah. Uh, and before we get into some other information, we, we wanted to do, uh, it's the morning. That's not the only reason we're not drinking wine. I'm pregnant again. Again. Uh, woo! Remember like oh, woo. in, in a couple hundred years, I have to have 200 children by then. Yeah. Right? At least. So I got to I'm working on it. I'm yeah. working on it. We're, this getting, is, we're getting started. It's number six. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, so no wine. We are drinking tea. This and fine morning. That's right. It's delicious. So the tea of, of the morning is, uh, is a, a delicious Genma chai, uh, which is like, you know, you got that roasted rice in there. Anyway, so here's... And it's got matcha in it. Yeah, it's got matcha, which so is To give like, you that extra little kick exactly. in the morning. Because it is really the morning this It morning. is so the morning. Uh, it is a Japanese Agricultural Ministry Award winner. 
Mm. Mm. And it says, the aroma from the foot of Mount Fiji. Uh, Shizuka Genma Chai is made of deeply steamed leaves Ooh. from Shizuko. I, I'm, I'm probably saying that wrong. Where Mount Fuji stands with Japanese brown rice and matcha green tea powder. Mm. Mm. It's, it's, it's a thing. Yeah. It's really good. It has no carbohydrates. I just noticed that. <laughs> what? Does tea normally have carbohydrates? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why there's no nutrition facts. facts. Yeah, there's no, like, the nutrition facts, there's, like, nothing. Yeah. Not a significant source of calories or anything. Like, there's nothing in it. No. It's literally... It's literally just goodness. There's no nutrition just facts. Just a little morning goodness. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. yeah. Why so, are we not... Number oh, yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. This is so good. So, mm. uh, last season we were talking about our, our back to the land, to land, to furious project. Uh, we actually moved out to the country and then things didn't really work out. So now we're back in the city. We're back in the city, which yeah. is super fun. It is actually. Yeah. Oh yeah. And th- which city is that? It's Edmonton. Edmonton. Sky again. Yeah. We are in Edmonton. We're grad students now. Yeah. That's weird. Uh, Ooh, you know what I said yesterday? I was describing something that I wanted to like talk about and I said that I wanted to attend to it. No. And then I ripped out my own face. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's when you start dropping words like epistemology and ontology and attending to. Attending to. That's pretty When you start attending to your ontologies, you know that you're in deep. Yeah. So So somebody just come and smack us a little bit. Yeah. Occasionally. We will, we will occasionally complain and talk about our grad school experience. That's just kidding. That's all we do. Yeah. 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 In native studies, by the way. Yes. That's what we're we're doing. I, I don't know. We're just gradding. We're, we're gradding. We're gradding, gradding so batting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Plans for season four. Mm. So we talked a little bit about this last season, I think. Uh, for, for three seasons now, we've been watching really crappy shows and, and just like busting them up. Uh, we figured that with this season, we we wanted to do something a bit more generative mm. and difficult. And, and mix it up a little bit. Yeah. You know, like there's only so many times you can watch you know, the white man become native, you mm-hmm. know, or there's only so many times you can watch somebody go through a fake ass spirit quest. Oh my you know, gosh. Like the full, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. And become more Indian than the Indian. Yeah. So we Horrible. decided that this season we wanted to spend more time watching, you know, content that's actually produced by native people, mm-hmm. um, or that features native people like more heavily. Um, and, and so that's going to be kind of weird Maybe because like, you know, so we'll be watching stuff that's kind of outside of our own culture. Like it could be like, uh, there's a lot of the Navajo make Na- a lot yeah. of stuff. A lot of Navajo sci-fi, yeah. which is like super exciting. Yeah, it's but... going to be really fun, but we don't have the cultural context for mm. it. Like just because we're, we're native doesn't mean like we understand everything. Uh, so, you know, we could get some things wrong, but whatever. I mean, I'm sure we will. Yeah, for sure. But I'm sure we'll embarrass ourselves even more often than usual. Yeah, that's true. But Should that's part fun. of the fun. Uh, but we didn't really start with that today. We started no. for some reason with apocalypto. For some godforsaken reason. Yeah. I, I, I had a, I had a rationale. At did some you? Point. Well, I did. It was something about like. Oh, I think you were just really into how lush it was. It was, yeah. And then I forgot how like gross and violent it was, and yeah. then I, re- I think I just repressed all that. I, I'm hoping to repress it, yeah. like in within the next hour. I'm hoping right. that by the end of this, I won't even remember what I just watched. Yeah. Well, and, and the other thing is too. I, I think another reason that I thought of it is like it. You know, it's it's an all native cast, um, and it's all in the language. It's in it's in the Mayan language. Um, and so, you know, I'll talk about this more, but it kind of bugs me that this movie is like, is an example of one of the few movies out there that's done in an indigenous language. Mm-hmm. But of course it was directed by Mel Gibson. Yeah. The whole time I was, you know, watching it and just kind of seething, thinking mm. about, you know, if we just had Mel Gibson's cartoonishly large bags of yeah. cash, what we could do with yeah. it. And what, and what he chose to do with it instead, mm-hmm. right? So let's just intro this. So Apocalypto, right. if you don't know, um, it came out in, in uh, 2006. And so the, the sort of synopsis is, the Mayan kingdom is at the height of its opulence and power, but the foundation of the empire, uh, the foundations of the empire are beginning to crumble. The leaders believe that they must build more temples and sacrifice more people or their crops and citizens will die. Yeah. That's a bit of a weird yeah. synopsis of that because yeah. it's not really about that. No, no, it's hmm. it's about like and then it and then it tangentially mentions Jaguar Paw, Jaguar Paw. Yeah, JP, our buddy. Yeah, JP. Yeah. So let's, we're rooting uh, for JP. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's just get right into it. Let's yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So it starts out with a bit of a. Ooh, 
Oh yes. Like, there's some great vocalizing, like it's like kind of yeah, that was creepy. really great. Yeah, I like that throughout. <laughs> I actually really like it throughout. Like, mm-hmm. the, I gotta admit, the soundscape is pretty great. But mm-hmm. well, that's just it. Of course, like, he's had so visuals, much money. Yeah, exactly. Like the cinematography is pretty awesome. Yeah. The cup, like all of the details are amazing. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about that. And then yeah, the sounds and stuff, but the content, you're just like, oh. what the f? Yeah. Uh, so it opens with a quote. Uh, a great civilization is not conquered from without until it has destroyed itself from within. Yeah. And so right away we're like, oh, I, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, so, whose fault really is it? Yeah. No, this is all your fault, you corrupt Indians. Yeah. Yeah. The natives, you basically did it to yourselves and yeah. we just, you know, came in and you had already destroyed yourself. So yeah. we just kind of moved in and made things a little better for you. Yeah. Had you not been so corrupt and destroyed from within, when we showed up, it would have been great. It would have been fine. You guys had been fine. So this is sort of set, um, I kind of looked this up because I, I really wanted to know, you know, what era this is in. So this is kind of set a, around 1511, I guess. So it's a, it's a bit after Columbus, but, you know, white people haven't got a, a huge foothold yet in the Yucatan. 1511 was also when actually a bunch of Spanish explorers landed at the Yucatan and were sacrificed and killed. And wouldn't have been, they would have been better if they'd made a movie about I that. I know I would have watched that. Yeah. I would have watched the crap yeah, yeah, out of yeah. that. See, but that's what we would have done with cartoonishly large bags. Exactly. Give some money. Exactly. Oh God, the regret. So I think the first thing I want to say about this movie is that it is unbelievably violent and disturbing. Like until the last, I mean, well, until the final third, which is also very violent, mm. but by that point, you're just like, it's, it's not such a gross violence. It's yeah. just like, you know, a guy who's trying to like survive. It's, it's more of the like, you know, man versus man yeah. sort of, you know, like heroic narrative a little bit. Yeah. You, so yeah, you can get, I, I don't know, maybe the first 20 minutes mm-hmm. basically are great and yeah. awesome. Then skip the rest and then just watch the last third. Yeah. It's just really, you won't miss it's anything. so disturbing. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm feeling a little ill. Yeah, you know, totally. I, I, feel I did. I really shaky. forgot how bad yeah. it was. But uh, this is freaking Mel Gibson, right? Like know, Passion Braveheart. of the Christ and Braveheart. Like, Man, I love Passion of the Christ. So outrageous. We're not even going. There. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so the movie opens. There's jungle. There's jungle sounds. Um, it's also obvious from this movie that you know it's the audience is not supposed to be people who live down there. It's definitely supposed to be a North American, yeah. or European audience, right? It's definitely yeah, exotic. Very very exotic. Some like weird sort of fetishizing shots as well. Big time, particularly of the loincloths. Like a lot of like weird loincloth shots. Yeah, because you know it's it's hot as heck. So you know the guys are wearing loincloths. Um, the women were a bit more clad than I think probably they they, they actually were yeah. I was also thinking like that, they yeah. were wearing like these sort of like woven shirts like yeah yeah but I, I which were cool it. but yeah it's yeah uh anyway so the first the first scene is um of a taper being hunted yeah uh, and I didn't realize how big those things yeah, were they're they're, they're huge, massive right? yeah I wouldn't want to go up against one of those if it was big angry jungle for sure. pig yeah yeah um and one thing like okay so all the details are just amazing so you see you see the hunters they've got amazing tattoos amazing scarification uh you know stretch lobes and plugs you know just like they're just Oh my god. They look really badass. So cool. Yeah. They look so cool. And the the cast is a mixture of like North American natives and Central American natives. Like, you know, so it's they just got like people from all over the place. Mm-hmm. They must have spent so much time with those guys, uh, like practicing the language. Yeah, I wonder how natural it sounds like to, yeah. to native speakers. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it yeah, it, I have yeah, who knows? Who like knows? I have yeah. no idea. I, I know that I heard like there was a lot of talk about Apocalypto when it came out. There were a lot of think pieces and stuff. Um, that I, I like deliberately didn't want to revisit before this because mm. I kind of wanted to come at it fresh again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot has been written about, you know, about that, about the use of the language and how authentic it was. Because the other thing too that Mel Gibson likes to do is he wants, he doesn't just want to use like the, the modern language. He tries to find like, you right. know, yeah. so I don't even know if they were using like how Mayan people actually speak now or if they were trying to try to like use like an older mm-hmm. version of the language. So, mm-hmm. but I, I have no doubt that they spent a ridiculous amount of money on that just on the language part. Yeah. Which, and, and it was also interesting because none of the language, like it's, you know, nobody's really expressing anything particularly complex throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Like people don't really have much interiority. Yeah. This, this is true, a movie eh? that's very much about 
the action and the aesthetic and definitely about stereotypes of indigenous violence. Yeah. You know, that are being used, I think, to justify like very specific interventions um, by white people. So it's, it's this weird movie where you're, you know, I don't like, I was really rooting for certain people. Yeah. Um, and like really, you know, felt a lot of sympathy and stuff for them, but I'm, I don't know if that would necessarily be the case for, for a non-indigenous person watching this movie in the same way. Well, I think I think you're you're supposed to care about the protagonist Jaguar Paw. Oh, for sure. You know, and everything, and and like I think some of those things, but yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, how it, I yeah, I think it just plays into stereotypes so much that mm-hmm. of of indigenous savagery that God yeah, knows. it just flattens everybody out for sure. Uh, anyway, so yeah, back to their hunting. Uh, actually, one of the things that was super cool about this movie is all of the technologies that people are using. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Mel Gibson, like, he makes a point of sort of highlighting some of them, but only really in terms of like the violence that they yeah. inflict. Yeah. Um, but there are there are some like there are amazing scenes like the the trap that they use to get um, the, the, taper. the taper and yeah. like the nets that they use to to hurt him yes. into like where they want the to blinds, go and stuff. Yeah, that was and, great. Like, how they work together for it, very cool. And then so you have uh, you have this sort of scene at the beginning where it's you know it's like one older guy and a bunch of younger guys who are hunting. The hunt is successful and they're cutting it up and and you know uh, like sort of divvying up the organs to to the hunters. And there's this one guy blunted who like by the way totally looks like Dallas Goldtooth like so much <laughs> like. Like, we looked up if they might be related, yeah. because we were like, wait. We're like, wow, Dallas, that's amazing. Uh, so, anyway, he's like, he's like, wait, you know, he, he and he's great, because he, he had a very expressive face. Yeah. I actually quite liked him. Um, and so, he's like, he's getting sort of more and more sullen, because he's not getting any of the choice yeah, bits. Like, who's going to get the heart of the taper, and, yeah. like, the heart's being shown around. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Smoke Frog gets the heart. <laughs> who's going to get the liver? Not you, Blunted. And Blunted's just like, <laughs> he's getting sad. so long in the face, and you're just like, oh, this poor guy and then he like busts out the testicles he's like who's gonna get the nuts yeah <laughs> and, and it's blunted of course so it look it, it, apparently this has been a run running gag where like uh blunted is having trouble you know um fathering children and so they've been like feeding him the the testicles of the the catches for the last few times which is apparently very gross yeah and and so like he's like you know they're like yeah yeah that's the reason my dad has 10 10 children and then so they're you know they're trying to hold it together while he like bites into it and he's like gagging and everything and then they're like haha just kidding like yeah <laughs> and so he gets all mad like it's this whole thing right it's yeah it's it's just like hilarious it is actually um, but it's also kind of i find it interesting because this first part of this movie the way that they get you to sympathize with like these very exotic native people is through this like really specific kind of macho posturing that keeps yes. happening yeah. and like these practical jokes that are all like extremely macho and like quite sexualized. Yes. Which I think, you know, to a certain extent, you know, native people are raunchy. Oh or yeah. A raunchy yeah, yeah. Bunch, you know, yeah. and that's, it's funny, but it, I just find it like, yeah. you know, it's all about these men and these relationships between these men and yeah. how they, you know, how they talk about, you know, what their place is and their relationship with their wives and stuff. So but I did, I did appreciate the teasing because that's like, that's yeah, a totally. huge part of native culture. Mm-hmm. Like for, well, not, not for everybody, but <laughs> for a lot of us, it's a huge part. But let's talk about the next practical joke. Oh that my gosh. Funny. Okay. Right. So, um, you gave it away, man. What? I yeah, did? You totally gave it away. Oh no, I did. <laughs> oh, see, I'm so not subtle. Oh, yeah. You're, you're like Jaguar paw. I am like Jaguar paw. I'm, I'm, I'm the one looking towards the hole right? where my wife's hiding right. every time. So, well, whatever. Okay. So, so the dad is like, takes, takes, uh, not, not the father of Blunted, the father of uh, Jaguar Paw, who's the guy who sort of played the trick on Blunted. Anyway, the father takes Blunted aside and he's kind of like, why do you let him treat you like this? And, and, uh, and he's like, man, you know, my mother-in-law is bugging me. She wants grandchildren and I, I don't know what's going on. And so the father gives him these leaves and he's like, you gotta, you know, you gotta rub these on your genitals before, before the next time you, uh, you know, you, you try for a child. And he's like, he's so grateful. He was so happy. Cause after, you know, all this, he's, he's been eating, he's been eating these testicles and it's not been working and it's gross. And, and finally, and also, can we just talk, this is the most gullible man. Oh my gosh. This, like, that's probably why they call him blended because he is so I dang know. gullible, but poor guy. So he gets that. Yeah. He gets that. Uh, but, and we might as well skip to, uh, what happens when he uses it. Yeah. 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 So, so he, okay. They get back to the village and, uh, and the, and, and the mother-in-law is just hounding him like, you're useless. You're broken. You know, you haven't given me any grandchildren. And and the whole village is laughing. He's like, get in there, get in there with my, my, my daughter. And so he goes in and then after a while he comes out, they both come out screaming, screaming. Yeah. Cause he's obviously used them and they're like hot or something. Yeah. And it's just like hot pepper yeah. leaves or something. And, and so like they're running around trying to find water Yeah, and his wife is pouring water into her mouth. <laughs> 
and all, the whole village is just dying of Cracking laughter. Up. Yeah. yeah, that was that was one of my favorite parts too because it shows the kids all laughing. But yeah, they have that look on their face like, like they don't really know on? why they're laughing. Yeah. They, have, they have no context for what the joke actually is, but yeah. they're just having such a great time. And and blends it at one point. He's like sitting in this like trough of water, <laughs> just like cooling his cooling his heels, <laughs> and he actually see like he's like crying, and then he starts laughing too. Like it's just so ridiculous. Yeah. Poor guy, man. Poor guy. Poor guy. So it yeah. starts off like that, like really playful and everything, but yeah. also like kind of mean. <laughs> yeah. And so be- before um, that ridiculous scene, yeah. actually, they're they're still in the woods, and all of a sudden, there's kind of like spooky wind goes yeah. through the woods. And Jaguar Paw kind of steps forward and says, what do you want? Yeah. You know, you can't see anything. You're like, is he talking to spirits? Like, what's going on yeah. here? And then a couple um, men who are also kind of clearly hunters step out. Uh, this is like kind of this tense moment. And it's clearly, you know, they're negotiating whose territory, territory this yeah. is. And um, the father steps out, you know, and, and names himself and situates himself and says, you know, this is my forest. This is where I hunt. This is where my sons are going to hunt. Yeah. And these other dudes are like basically okay and they they bust out some fish and they lay some fish down as kind of an offering um jaguar paw goes and he takes a fish and he puts down a chunk of um taper taper meat meat. and you know they that's how kind of they negotiate this passage through yeah they just want to pass through yeah Yeah. and they all look just hollowed out yeah yeah because at first it's just a few guys and then when Mm -hmm. they get permission to pass like everybody comes out and it's like old people and children and like you know babes at the breast and everything like just like a whole village basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's super creepy. And, uh, yeah, so they're, they're moving on. And the one guy says that their lands were ravaged mm-hmm. and, and they want to, they want to start a new life, you yeah. know? And, uh, Jaguar Paw wants to know more, like what happened, but his dad like holds him back. He's like, no, no, no just stay here. And they get to the village with the taper meat and, um, Flint's guy, the father, he's like, don't, don't tell anybody what happened. Uh, and he, and he talks about how like fear is a sickness. He doesn't want to tell people what happened because he doesn't want people to get scared. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll talk to the elders later. Right. Yeah. And so there's the whole like thing with the, the son-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, then you get the scene, you get a bit of the village life. Uh, you find out that Jaguar Paw, um, has a wife and a son and the wife's pregnant and, you know, things just seem generally like pretty idyllic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you know, kind of that simplistic portrayal of indigenous, like right. the, the nice noble savage indigenous people running around in the forest. Exactly. Everything's um, all good. Yeah. And then they're telling stories around the fire at night. And the story essentially is, is I read it as like prophes- prophesying capitalism, mm. you know, talking about how, you know, there's man has this like sickness and this emptiness that needs to be filled and it's never going to be filled until, you know, the earth gets used up, which like, whatever man that's such crap like that that universe that universalization of like human nature that always comes through like you know like man is voracious and can't maintain his relationships with like living and non-living beings is always gonna eat everything up like yeah that's just capitalism like, was inevitable yeah i, yeah. I that i just hate that so much because that's really like what european thought teaches people and just like it's it's you know it's it's just accepted unthinkingly that this is human nature for everyone so that sets it up so if you don't do it somebody else will or you always Mm -hmm. have to defend against that right there's no other like no other way of life seen Mm -hmm. Uh, well and yeah yeah, and the other thing too just it naturalizes it so much that linear progression like we were always headed here this is always where we were going and now this is where we are and it's natural. This yes. is, you know, this is our, this is our advanced state. Instead of like, no, we can continue living in a way that like prioritizes relationships, uh, of sustainability and like, you know, where we're, we're not eating everything up, but mm-hmm. whatever, you know, whatever, why this why? whole movie is about the inevitability of indigenous, you know, ruin and yeah. Colonization. Yeah. So then, yeah. So after that, he like, he, he sort of falls asleep and he has like this really creepy dream super creepy it's like there's this dog barking and then there's one of the guys that he saw in the forest he's got a big slit in his chest and he's holding his own heart out in front of him um just telling him to run yeah and the dog's barking really loudly and he wakes up um and the dog's still barking and everything seems fine uh and then it cuts to this guy's arm that's covered in like a jaw human jawbone armor yeah and 
yeah, that's this is when things go way sideways. Yeah, this is this awful. So, so I, I I don't know that we ever learned this guy's name. So I'm just calling him like the leader. Yeah, I was uh, calling him like dad guy. Yeah, dad guy. He's like yeah, so an older guy, super buff, really scary looking. Uh, he just had to bring up the buffness. He was eh? so, he's so buff, man. Justin They're all like, so buff. These guys are running around a lot, man. They must be really fit, especially that old guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, the other ones are like really young. Whatever. Yeah, they are really young. Yeah. So, um, and and they've got a bunch of warriors there with flaming arrows. They move in to attack the village. Um, Jaguarpaw is still sort of awake, but like in that in that awful state where you just wake up out of a nightmare and you're not really you, yeah, you have a tenuous grasp on reality. Mm-hmm. But he hears the dog barking like cut off abruptly, and so he's like, "Whoa, something's up." Um, and then he he sees people. He sees the some some people with torches. Uh, and they start attacking. And so he, he like, he like wakes up his, his, uh, his wife and son and like is right away trying to get away. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's like just hardcore violence porn. Yeah. Like, I just wrote like Munoz loves seeing Indians kill each other. Oh my God. So it, they're, they're capturing slaves, right? So they're trying to get most people alive. Um, but yeah, but they're still, but they're not trying that hard. No, there's still a lot of gratuitous violence. Like, yeah, it goes brutal, on for so long. Yeah. Way, you know, passion of the Christ levels of yeah. way too long. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, it's this weird, you know, this is one of those moments where I was like, if this was indigenous people making the same film, yeah, this would not be happening in no, this way. No, there's no way. There's no way we experience way too much violence on the daily to yeah. want to like replay that on screen Yeah, and focus on it so much. Yeah. But it's such like, it's such a white people move to innocence. Yeah. Like, like yeah, exactly. You guys were so savage. And that's the thing. Like, it, you know, there's this, there's definitely this idea that, um, indigenous peoples were so violent to each other and were committing genocide against each other that like, if Europeans hadn't shown up, you know probably would have killed them off anyway or or yeah. like you know one group would have like killed everybody else and taken over like again it's that inevitability of of, of like a violent progress or violent you know expansion mm-hmm. and so like europeans showing up sort of stopped that and and that's the thing is like the mayan are, are often held up in this really contradictory way whereas like they're considered to be more of a of an example of civilization because they had buildings Right. Yeah. But at the same time, they're also considered to be like the most degenerate because they and the Aztec um, engaged in human sacrifice. Yeah. So, it, you know, more civilization, really impressive, but also more worthy of, of, of being, you know, conquered because they're mm-hmm. so degenerate, which is which is funny. And we were talking about this, too, because in 1511, <sighs> you know, you could you could argue that Europeans were conducting like massive amounts of human yes. sacrifice, like, yeah. you know, the way that they executed people, oh, yeah. like sovereign power, you know, that. The Horrific. whole, the, like, quote-unquote justice system. You yeah. know, you could even argue, you know, Mel Gibson's an American, right? Like, they still have the death penalty down there. Yeah. Right? They're yeah. executing people left, right, and center, not to mm-hmm. mention police brutality, right? And he has the gall to make a movie, like... Right pretending that you know this is the most horrific violence yeah that there and whether is. And, and, and and you know they can say well we're doing it for different reasons but I know at the time in Europe it was very it was very based on religion um, you know and and even if it wasn't you know you, you also had the political violence you had all sorts of like gendered violence like yeah you could you could just get your business just tortured right out yeah. of you and murdered for blasphemy yeah yeah in Europe right yeah. like come on so that uh, is that is a religious human sacrifice yes. if ever there was one yeah so it's yeah it's so it really bothered me because it, 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 it was a very judgy movie. Like mm-hmm. it was very much like, look at these bar- barbaric people and what they do to each yeah, other. Yeah, the, the hand that chooses the good Indians and the bad Indians, that finger was pointing, 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 pointing. Yeah, it was... And you notice too, the bad Indians are like extra sort of savage looking. Oh, like yeah. They have more tattoos. They have yeah. more piercings. They have, you know, jewels embedded in their teeth. Yeah, they're really enjoying the violence. Yeah. You know, and you have this one guy, um, he's like the super evil bad guy, right? Who appears to be like a complete psychopath where he He's really like, he's really into the violence. I called him sadistic guy. Sadistic guy. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, again, it's, it's, you know, he had to, he had to, he had to be there to, to show that like, this wasn't just done on a necessity. They were actually enjoying it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, and I think all of these, like the body modifications and the weapons that they carry and, and you know, the, the decorative nature of them, like makes them more savage and seem more foreign. But I think it also, you know, it, it creates that dichotomy where you have the innocent Indians who are closer to nature. Yes. They have less of that kind of decoration. Yes. And then you have, you know, the Indians who are more associated with, you know, the quote unquote, like indigenous civilization, 
and they're the ones that are bad and evil, right? Yeah. Like as soon as we start to progress, even in, you know, in European understandings of progressing, you know, with, um, you know, like agriculture and all of those things, you know, we lose, we lose what makes us indigenous. Right. Right. And we, be- yeah, become more, and yeah, it corrupts exactly. us. Yeah. yeah. Our, our and purity is gone. Yeah. And this is so heavy handed in this movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this scene, terrible, terrible, just like skip awful, it, like it. don't even look at it. Um, and then, yeah. So Jack Rapot, no poker face whatsoever. God, he's, oh yeah. God, he's, and, and I actually kind of like this part of, or this kind of theme in the movie is yeah. that he really kind of grows up and you know it's horrible what happens yeah. but you know he starts out and at the beginning we were like dude you suck like yeah. what you're making giving terrible away. choices yeah. and by the end we were like yeah go jp <laughs> so yeah what we didn't mention is so he gets he gets his kid and his wife out by yeah. he lowers them down into this like sort of oubliette like this this pit right um this man sees what he's doing and comes running so yeah he has to kill him uh and then you know he's captured jaguar paw is captured and um Anyway, the sadistic guy, like he's he's fighting, he's trying to, you know, he's trying to save his his neighbors and his relatives and stuff. The sadistic guy uh, fights him, and then um, anyway, it ends up J- uh, JP gets captured, and then he gives away that his father is there. Yeah, he like looks over at his dad, who's also in the process of getting tied up, and yeah. he says sorry father right and sadistic guy immediately picks up on that as sadistic people do because he's not supposed to hurt jp Mm because they want to keep the the young captives right so the the leader um the buff leader guy is like leave him alone so he you know the sadistic guy's like oh i can't kill him and i want you know i wanted to torture him and everything so he goes after the dad goes after the dad um then uh there is a really really unnecessary protracted rape scene yeah like so so unnecessary deeply you know and again it's just to show the savagery right like these people are awful um and And look what you know it doesn't matter what we did to you guys because you were basically doing the same thing exactly you were the same Mm -hmm. yeah this is always the thing uh so that was really disturbing um sadistic guy gives uh jp the name almost because it's like I don't know, like he he almost killed sadistic guy or sadistic guy almost killed him. I don't know. Just, I think it's like he's not he's not quite you know a man. Maybe right. He's not quite a person. Yeah. Um. So yeah, protracted rape scene. It's like horrible. Um. And then JP, who has not learned his lesson, is like gazing at this like this hole. He can kind of see it from where he's laying, and he's yeah. he's he gazing looking at, at it. it. Yeah. Where his wife and baby are hiding, super obviously, to the yeah. point where you know, people are noticing and yeah. they're going and like kind of poking around. And thankfully his wife, whose name I don't think we ever get. No, no. Um, she is the real hero. Yeah, of this she's film. amazing throughout this film. Yeah. yeah. And she like manages to duck kind of like under this, uh, little ledge. And so she avoids getting caught. No, thanks to him. Um, and so she, for the moment is safe, but he finds the rope and, and so he cuts it. He yeah, cuts it. Does. So even though he doesn't see anybody in the hole, he cuts the rope and he throws, they can't get out. Right. And he throws a rock down, which manages to like shoot some shards off into the, the leg of the kid. So it cuts mm-hmm. the kid, but yeah, so all of the, all of the captured people now are tied together, um, on, with poles. So they, they haul them up and they start marching them mm-hmm. and all they've left the, the, the young children behind. Um, so the kids are kind of following them and not really sure what, what's going on. Right. And it, that is just, yeah, it's, it's horrible. It's heartrending. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was, I think that was the worst part for me yeah, was all the those kids. little kids. Yeah. yeah. So then they're, they're fording this river and they're attached to the pole and they're just like, they're just, their heads are sticking out. Right. Yeah, it's really God, intense. That, I, that would be just impossible. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, completely impossible. And you know, by the time they reach this river, the kids have to stay like, yeah. there's no way that they can get across. Um, and the eldest one, um, has kind of gathered all these other ones around her and she's kind of yelling at her mom, like, you know, these, these kids are mine now. Like, I'll take care of them. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And you're just like, oh man. Yeah. It's so, And I just was like, I I just, I need these kids to just form like this feral child tribe of men hating badasses. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is one of those movies that really makes you hate men. Yeah. Yeah. Or just affirms to you that your hatred of men is totally legitimate. <laughs> it's, it's bad. Yeah. So we, okay. So we go back to, um, the wife and, and the son in the hole. Um, and, and so he, she's got this cut and so, or he's got a cut on his leg. So she grabs these ants and she like puts the ants in the wound so that they bite the wound together. And then she pinches off the body. So it's, it's basically like stitches. That was the coolest. Yeah. She is so cool. Yeah, she's super, like... That was amazing. Yeah. I wonder if that, like, 
part I'm like I'm really hoping that that's actual medicine because you know, it's so actually, badass. Actually, yeah. When I first watched this like years ago, uh, I was so intrigued by that that I looked it up. And yes, it's real. It is a traditional. Oh, that is medicine. so cool, yeah. man. Natives are the coolest. We I know. Really, we really rock. So there's you know there's a few things like that, and I, and really like the you know, you're supposed to feel all this tension because she's you know they're stuck in there and maybe they'll starve to death and he's been captured. But like honestly, every time they went back to her, it was a bit of a relief because she was just so awesome, mm-hmm. right? You're like okay. Back to like somebody with skills and somebody who who is an awful and yeah. yeah somebody who is not in imminent danger of getting sliced up by like other people yeah also so they're marching they're marching things along and there's just like these unnecessary moments of brutality of course mm-hmm. um, and and uh, sadistic guy you know like just is so over the top bad and and ends up like you know um, throwing one of the one of the wounded slaves off of off of a cliff and then there's this sort of like power play with the the leader the leader's that like, guy you yeah. know like come on let's go and and he backs down right yeah um, there's a one point there's uh, there's this interesting scene where this massive you know one of those huge rainforest trees uh, just spontaneously topples and almost takes them out and then immediately after they go through this field where there's a little kid. Um, oh wait, but but, but wait, wait. So he um, first before that there it's an, it's night they're camping and then uh, the gold tooth looking guy. This is, a, I, I, this bugged oh, me so much. yeah, I skipped that part. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to pretend that didn't happen. He's like <laughs> talking about his wife, who was the one that was in that, that awful rape scene and was like kind of suggesting that maybe she didn't fight hard enough. And I'm like, really, dude, really? Yeah. He was like, she stopped screaming way before they came back. Yeah. And like, they were like, no, no, man. Did You saw how hard she was fighting. Yeah, she like, totally fought really hard. Like what? What? Really? Yeah. That was so bad. Yeah. I, we were both like, we're just so mad. Mouth. So Shut mad. your mouth. But yeah, so the day they're walking through this like weird kind of landscape and that huge tree falls. And then the, the, the buff leader guy's like, I'm walking here. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally the line is I'm walking here. We were like, what? Uh, so they get into this field with this, this little kid who's, uh, kind of with the body of, you know, you presume that it's her mother. Um, and, uh, all of the, the sort of like extra bad Indians are like, oh no, don't go, go near her. She's got the sickness. Um, and so this guy picks up this stick and this little girl, you know, she's like five years old or something is trying to walk towards them and stuff. And he's pushing her away with this stick, which was awful. And then all of a sudden she gets so creepy. Yeah. Super creepy. She says, you fear me. So should all you who are vile. You want to know how you will die. The sacred time is near. Beware the blackened day between the men who brings the jaguar. And then she just goes on and on. Like you guys are done for. Yeah. He'll be reborn. This is the end of the world. Yeah, like all of it. Yeah, so he'll be reborn from mud to earth, and yeah, he's gonna counsel the sky. Da 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 da, and yeah, super creepy. It, I loved that. Loved like it. She was yeah, really creeped them out. Mm-hmm. And but it's it's unclear what the sickness is. We were thinking maybe it's it might be smallpox at might this be point because yeah, yeah, because that's the thing. You know, all these illnesses traveled inland faster than than white presence. You know, once there was contact along the shores, uh, you know, everywhere, like all throughout the Americas, the you know illnesses that Europeans brought traveled faster uh you know even the trade goods and this this actually i think is the crux of this movie that they never get into right Mm -hmm. like you know it becomes clear once they're in the city and they're they're talking about why they're doing these sacrifices that you know this sickness and this plague is one of the major major catalysts for this happening right so like you know the violence is colonial violence, even though there's not that, you know, physical colonial presence yet. Exactly. It's very disruptive. So you've, yeah, by this time, you know, um, those illnesses have, have, have traveled through and decimated populations. So they're reacting. It's totally like set the society, you know, like bubbling, um, trying to, trying to deal with this, all of these changes that are happening before white people even come in and start messing things up even more Mm -hmm. so yeah so this is so what's interesting about this now they're progressing through uh through these landscapes into a city and this is where it becomes really obvious that like you know you're looking at um at 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 that sort of like really outdated unilineal um you know ladder theory of civilization you see it like you see it so they go from the jungle right and you're talking about the the lack of ornamentation and everything uh and then you go through you progress through these these sort of like areas of the city yeah so they go through a quarry where everybody is like you know clearly dying yeah like indentured and are slaves yeah um 
then they start kind of, as they keep going, you know, there's kind of a, a more agricultural sort of district where people are still obviously very sick, but yeah, they've got more clothes on. Right. And, but there's something wrong with the crops too. Mm-hmm. And the water running through is like all thick and tainted. Yeah. And yeah. then they, they go through um, an area where people are dying cloth. Yeah. Uh, then they go through an area, you know, where people are, are butchering animals. And so, and by that point now you see people with like more elaborate facial tattoos and, and their hair is, is done in different ways. And they're, you know, now they're wearing clothes mm-hmm. like, yeah. So, but, but very like done looking clothes. Uh, but then, yeah. And you keep going on, there's more buildings mm-hmm. until they get to the slave market. Yeah. And where now you see people who are just like, just gorgeous ornamentation. And at this mm-hmm. point I sort of had to like, you have to pause and just like drink it in. Cause really yeah. like the costumes are unbelievable. Like, so now you have, you, you know, you have like sort of like noble, noble people walking around. You've got women with like just unbelievably elaborate hairdos. Like I don't yeah, even know like how pieces yeah. and these beautiful like jade everywhere. fans and yeah, just yeah, pounds and pounds of jade just yeah. all over the place. Jewels and, in their teeth. Yeah. Like their teeth are filed and they've got jewels in their teeth and just like sumptuous clothing and yeah, they really like oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't even so nice. It's like you know, and that's the thing. That's why I was like, look, you can do this. Like, why not focus on like here we have a, have a civilization, have, have people with like incredible astronomical, like knowledge. Like they, 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 they have mathematics, they had writing, they had like, they had all sorts of just their engineering was unbelievable. And, and, you know, you look at like the, the, um, the artisans and all the work, like the, you know, the feather, um, flags that they had, like just beautiful stuff. And no, you don't focus on that for more than just like the set to a slave market. Really? Yeah. I also found it interesting because, you know, those cities, some of those cities were the biggest in the world, Yeah, you know, at the time. But the only things that you see are you see the destitute, you know, outskirts, the destitute outskirts, you see the slave market and all of the, you know, all of the sort of like wealth or prosperity or abundance you see kind of like in the slave market more or yeah. less. Like that's yeah. the majority of it. And yeah, then that's you, all see you see the temple where everybody's being sacrificed. Yeah. You don't really see any other buildings. You don't see any governance going on. No. You don't see any, you know, any sort of trade, any sort of economics happening aside from this, like it's all exploitation. Yeah. 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 You know, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing good or civilized about this civilization. Yeah. I know. Which is so ridiculous. Yeah. 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 So they, all of, all of the amazing, amazing architecture and everything was just a prop for like more, you know, focusing on the savagery of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing is like the temple, you know, it's the temple is just this big pyramid in the middle of nowhere yeah. and there's just blood streaming down yeah. and that's all you see of it. Yeah. It's like, you just go up it, you go down it and your head flies off it. Yeah. So, um, the, the slaves now they're, they're being painted by like, they've got these people coming in with blue paint. This is really amazing blue paint actually. Yeah. So blue. Yeah. And, and like dabbing it all over their bodies, but the women, um, so it's just the men that get dabbed and the women, uh, like get taken to like the slave market itself and are just sold off. Mm -hmm. So you see, you see a couple of these women just like being, being sold. And then there's the, the mother-in-law of, uh, of Goldtooth (laughs) who's like, um, you know, they, they didn't get along, but he's watching her and you know, they're trying to sell her, but everyone's like, ah, she's a useless old woman. So she actually gets let go. Yeah. They just let her go. And she doesn't seem happy about like, obviously, you know, trauma and stuff, but I was like, yo lady, go back and get those kids. I don't know. Could she even find like her way back? I don't know. I mean, JP does. Yeah. But JP's a hunter. He's used to like ubicating himself, like locating himself. I'm, Ooh, nice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, my, well, my thing is that women in this movie get the shaft. Yeah, they really do. Hardcore. Yeah. 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 You know, like in my, you know, I think she would have, yeah. If she'd been a real person. Yeah. 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 I think she she totally would have, you know, like native women are badass yeah like but she she's not set up that way she's just no. sort of like none of them are no um i think and, only one or two of them even have lines yeah you know? just uh, just the just the the wife really just the to, wife the mother-in-law has a couple yeah and she has a couple gold tooth's wife has a couple right true true but you know the rest of them are just like they're kind of like looking exotic yeah exactly and then looking exotic in a suffering way so they're they're all painted blue they're passing through this tunnel that show that has all these hieroglyphics of like captives being sacrificed so you yeah, can kind of see what's so going creepy yeah so creepy and yeah because they have no idea yeah, right like what's they've going never on. they've never seen these people before they've never seen anything like this they have no idea what's going on yeah. and so that's when they learn and there's there's this huge cheering crowd and the crowd is really poor 
Yeah. Like the, you can tell like now that you've seen sort of like the different echelons of society, they're like, they're super poor. This, see, this was very, this like struck me as very French revolution. This struck yeah. me as very like the masses at the guillotine yes. shit, you know? Yes. Yeah, it was, and, and, but I think that's deliberate because, oh, totally. um, you know, they're talking about the, the priest is like a plague infests our crops. We have sickness, um, you know, like we need to renew the world with blood and, and all this. So like there, this is not like regular religious, uh, observances. This is like, this is like, obviously there's, there's some serious stuff going on and then they're trying to deal with it. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, so the whole issue focuses on human sacrifice. Right. And again, it's, it's all about like why the Maya are so, uh, you know, degenerate and needed to be conquered. Um, but like the, the thing about the human sacrifice is like, it's really, really unclear how much it was practiced and like to what extent and, you know, and there's, it, it's super judgy. Like it's, it's, so you know, just unbelievably, because unbelievably it's, judgy. it's easy to, to be like, that's clearly wrong. Right. But a lot of indigenous cultures have, um, if not human sacrifice have like, like self-sacrifice, right. Of the flesh, mm-hmm. you know, we've got all sorts of ceremonies where it's like, you have to actually suffer for mm-hmm. the ceremony. And I mean, white people do too. Right. Yes. Like, and really religiously based, yes. you know, and I, I just, I find it so, so surreal that Mel Gibson can make a movie like Passion of the Christ yeah. and then turn around and film something that is so clearly just turning, you know, a pale eye yeah. on other people's, yeah. you know, traditions of that yeah. or his, his conception of what those traditions might be. No, and exactly. And just like the brutality that the Spanish and the Portuguese and so many other Europeans like just, you know, like engaged in during well yeah exactly it's just a lot, so, of, a lot yeah. of that brutality and violence was just straight up imported yeah and just it, it just so like nothing justifies that like but they really i think i think europeans for centuries have justified their own horrific acts by by talking about the ways in which indigenous peoples were just so horrific you know so degenerate and it, go, it comes down to like things like alternative sexualities like they were just horrified by like you know like uh the homosexual uh, practices, you know, mm-hmm. they're just like, and they, they made a point of like going out and, and killing those people. And like, you know, just anything that was seen as like, uh, deviant or, or not their norm was just her, you know, horrifying to them. So they went and killed those people. Like, yeah. just like, like full on, like justified any, any sort of tactic that they yeah. might use to eliminate it. And people still make those arguments today. That's the thing. Like you, you talk about like, um, indigenous people, like there's still people who are like, yeah, well you deserve to be conquered. You guys were like gross and like, you know, yeah, doing all these horrible things to each other. Dirty and you had no technology yeah. and you know, you were just, you were all degenerates and you know, you, yeah. you should thank us. So it's, yeah, he's not, he, Mel Gibson is tapping into something that is still very present, uh, you know, in, in, in today's settler society. It's just these ideas of indigenous deviance and, and violence and whatever violence that the Europeans, uh, engaged in, it was our fault. We, we mm-hmm. like brought that on ourselves by being so degenerate. Right. Yeah. So it, it excuses that violence. Mm-hmm. It, it makes, you know, we're the targets of it and we're also the reason for it. Yeah. And that's, that's like, that's wild to me anyway, whatever. Uh, yeah. So people start getting sacrificed, like mega sac. I didn't watch. I don't know. No, what it, was like. it was gross. It was gross. Um, then JP gets pulled out and he's like two seconds away. Like the knife, the knife is raised above his chest and then, Bam, there's an eclipse. Yeah, and the fastest eclipse ever. So there's this solar eclipse, and it just, like, comes in, like... Comes and goes. Yeah. It's Uh, so ridiculous. And it's kind of... It looks like maybe the folks in charge of the ceremony knew the eclipse was going to happen. For sure, for sure. But everybody... Like, we're kind of... We were kind of laughing a little bit because, like, everybody seems really surprised. Yeah. And, and but, we're like, this is a culture that had, like, really advanced astronomy. Astronomy and mathematics. Yes. Like, they would have known. Yeah. You know? I th- and, and I think the idea here is that, you know, the elite... You know, the elite had the education and was hiding it from him and, and from the poor people and was using this as a pretext to sort of like highlight their power. Mm, but which, once again, this is like European class dynamics exactly. that are just getting, you know, slapped on to which, this indigenous culture. I don't know how realistic that is. Like, I kind of doubt it. Like, kind of doubt it too. But whatever. So that happens. So um, when the eclipse, you know, is over and the sun comes back out, then they're like, okay, well, um, uh, Kukulkan is, is, is sated. That's been enough blood. Right. And Kukulkan is apparently like, um, Quetzalcoatl as well. Like, so this is like the Mayan and then the Aztec is like Quetzalcoatl. So it's like this feathered serpent God, um, that is mentioned. And there's a few gods mentioned throughout, like, but it's not really, yeah, it's not really clear 
what role they play. And so uh, they don't have to do any more sacrifices right now. And buff, buff uh, bad guy is like, what about the captives? And the priest is like, well, just dispose of them. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, they don't actually get let go. They just get disposed of. Yeah. Uh, so they're taken out to um, this big field. Uh, and what it looks like is there's kind of this big open space, then there's this cornfield, then there's this forest and their bonds are cut and they're told like, you're, you know, you're free to go. Go ahead. Run. Go for it. Yeah. Um, but, but they send that, out a buff guy sends out his son yeah. to be like, okay, you're a the finisher. finisher. Yeah. And we're like, what does that mean? And then we're like, we know what that means. Yeah. Um, so he's there with a big club. Uh, and it, it becomes clear, you know, if they, if they can make it to the cornfield, then they're going to make it. Yeah. But it's like, you know, so they're hunting them for sport, basically. And I think mm-hmm. this is like Mel Gibson's chance to like show off some of the weapons and again, highlight the cruelty of indigenous peoples. Um, so but the weapons were cool. They, that That's it. That's it. I think it was just like, this is sort of like the gushy, like, let's look at the weapons. Yeah. So there's, you know, they're using like, it's, it's horrible because they're using it on people and it's really gory. Um, but they're using atlatls. Yeah. They've got these long, thin spears that they can just throw super so far. far. Yeah. Um, you know, and the, the bows and arrows. Um, so the one, the first guy goes, gets, yeah, gold tooth gets got. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, gets, he's never going to make it a spear through him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the finisher comes over finishes. and like finishes him. Yeah. Uh, then JP, um, and another dude and the, the dude that he sees in his dream, was it the same guy? Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, so they, they get off at the same time, um, and they take off, like, running like animals. Yeah, like, zigzagging. Yeah, it was really... Which was good. Totally smart. Like, th- this is the point where JP really starts to... Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna live. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's on task. Yeah, it's at this point, this is sort of the turning point in the movie for us, too, where we're like, okay, like, because the violence has just been so egregious and overwhelming that, like, this is now, now this is, like, getting to like acceptable levels of violence. Yeah. Like that's how totally that was. It wasn't that messed up. I felt that way too. I was like, Oh, I'm so relieved that they're only being hunted with giant spears now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So Uh, yeah, they're running zigzag. Um, JP gets an arrow in the side though. Yeah. Like right in the kidney. And the other guy, the other guy gets it right through the face. Yeah. That was disgusting. Um, but gold tooth is still alive. So when the sun comes over to finish off JP, um, Goldtooth grabs him by the leg and, and pulls him and gives JP the chance. He breaks off, uh, the, the arrow tip, um, from his side and slices the son's throat. Right. So, uh, then big bad guy's watching this and is like, ah, my son. So he runs towards him to check, you know, how he's doing. And that gives, uh, JP a chance to like run into the corn. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, it's on like donkey con. Now Now it's personal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's killed the son. So all of a sudden, you know, it's like, whatever. It's on. So it's like JP versus like, I don't know. Like, what do they start with? Two guys? Yeah, guys? it was a lot of guys yeah. at first. Yeah. So they go after They go after him. And so he gets out of the cornfield, JP does. And he, and he falls into this mass grave where they, you know, like these savage natives are just, you know, they, they just throw all the decapitated bodies, you know, right behind the cornfield. Why not? Yeah, why not? Like, like you wouldn't have smelled that like yeah. for miles around. Like you would do like, like you would do that to your agricultural area yeah. when you're in the middle of, you know, you're having some kind of blight anyway. Yeah. yeah. Totally makes sense. Whatever. Whatever. Just, that just, was, that was actually just some like violence porn. Yeah. That was just again, like, Oh my God, these horrific Indians. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, he gets out of there. Now he's in the jungle and he's, the rest of the movie's running. Yeah. It's, it is. It's one just big running scene. Yeah. It's pretty great. It's pretty impressive. Um, so yeah, he's running, he's running, he's bleeding. Um, he decides to climb a tree. Mm-hmm. So he climbs this tree, folks run by, but his wound drips blood onto sadistic guy, yeah. onto his shoulder. And he doesn't notice at the time, but it's pretty clear that, you know, they're going to notice later. Exactly. And then he looks around. And there's a baby jaguar. And it's so cute. So cute. And, and then, then he, the mama. And then, of course, yeah, the mom. Um, so they've realized, the bad guys have realized that, you know, there's this blood. They have to look at the trees. But then JP runs straight at them, basically. Yeah. Because he's being chased by the jaguar. Exactly. So he brings the jaguar towards him. And uh, so the jaguar, like, kills one of the guys. Like, right in the face. Yeah, so gross. And then they kill the jaguar. And then one of the guys is, like, the superstitious one, where he he heard the the sort of, like, prophecy that little girl was spouting. Mm. So he was like, oh, the omen is bad. You know, we shouldn't have killed the jaguar and, and everything. And the other guys are just like, man, shut up. Yeah. Um, it's on like Donkey Kong. We yeah. We don't have time for this. Yeah. So they're talking about the prophecy and everything, but so they, they run, they run all day, uh, chasing this guy mm. and now it's night. They have torches. Oh wait, but you forgot the part where JP, so 
he's, you know, he's injured and he's, he's running. Um, but he starts, like, he starts to use the forest more. Uh, and so they're running, uh, and at one point he bites a tree to oh, get yeah, yeah. the medicine out of the tree. And so he's running and he's chewing this medicine that he's bit out of this tree to put in his wound, which was super cool. And then, yeah, the running, there's so many gratuitous loincloth shots. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. why is the it's camera angled that way? That's weird. So we, we go back, the, the wife now, um, it's night, she's in the hole, animals are fighting over top, one falls in, it's a monkey, she finishes it off, so now they have food. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She's just, she's really killing it. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. So then the superstitious one is, is like, uh, he sees some, like, he sees, uh, some blue paint, uh, on a tree, you see, you know, so they kind of know where JP's gone. Uh, he gets bitten by a snake. Right in the neck. Yeah. So, and he's, then he's done. He's, he's done. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it becomes kind of clear. It's, it's actually this interesting point where, you know, especially in the, the sort of Western tradition of like man versus nature, man yeah. versus man, man versus himself. Like at this point, you know, it's this, it's this weird thing where nature's definitely working against them. Well, yeah. yeah, it doesn't entirely fit in because if it's man versus nature, then the protagonist is nature. Yeah. Right. Like exactly. JP becomes nature. In yeah. This, like, specific because way. he's in the, he's in the jungle. He, he knows it. And these people are from the city and they, you know, they've, they were, they, they were able to go and like conquer people before, but now they're really out of their element. Yeah. And, and so he, he's using nature. He, as nature is using himself and every all the rest of nature against them mm. and, it, and it takes on this sort of semi-spiritual dimension because of this yes. prophecy yes and because it like you know is so clearly about him you know so he's like jp really is supposed to represent the, the pure indian you know mm -hmm. he's not in the sea doesn't live in the city you know he's like he's one with nature uh yeah yeah he can like th this is interesting too because you know when we've seen indian magics before when we've seen that kind of non-science non-magic power that you know, we all have. Yeah, of um, there's, there's a lot of ceremony around it. Yeah. Right. It's not just something that we, we can just, you know, call yeah, yeah. up like now you're, now you're bit by a snake. Yeah. Right. But in this movie, like there's, there's something larger at play. It's almost like faded. Yes. Which, you know, leads to the end. Yeah. No spoilers yet. Um, but it, but it also, that, that fadedness mm -hmm. is, is like, it, it's also the inevitability of European presence. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Like, yeah. It's all part of the sacred, like European presence becomes part of a sacred cleansing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so, you know, at the end of the day, like part of the message is for JP to live, indigenous people have to die. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, Ugh. so yeah, so nature starts working against them. And then of course there's a waterfall scene. Yeah. So he, he jumps this, it's just this Massive wild waterfall. scene. Of course he makes it. And then Ridiculous. he's, he, he, he's on the shore and he's yelling at them. And, he, and again, he's like, he's sort of, um, you know, affirming his territorial connections. He's like, this is my forest. And you know, my father hunted here. My sons will hunt here. He's like, come at me, bro. Yeah. Bring it. Yeah. And, and but weirdly buff guy is like, yeah, we're going to bring it. We're yeah. all jumping this waterfall. Yeah. And this guy's like, oh no, man, we'll just climb down. We're not going to let him go. And then buff guy, like, buff guy's like just stabs him. Yeah. Buff guy has lost it at this point. Yeah. He just stabs him. He's like, I'm not climbing down. I'm, I'm jumping over. I'm her. jumping and you're jumping. With yeah. Him. Like what? Like really? They're still, they're in great shape. He's wounded. They could have climbed down, but nah, they got to, no. they got to jump. They got to jump. So he stabs the one guy, throws him over. And then the other guys are like, yeah, we're jumping. Yeah. Yeah. To I'll totally jump. Uh, and, um, so one hits the rock. JP, yeah. JP sees that they're starting to jump and, and he's like, like what? what the F? And so yeah. he takes off again, um, and hits a huge thing of quicksand. Yeah. And he just goes in and I, but that's part of the prophecy, right? He's, he'll be reborn of mud and earth oh, yeah. or whatever. Like, oh yeah. Man. So like, so everybody makes it except for one guy. So they're sort of like being whittled down. Yeah. He's in the quicksand left at this point. Yeah. He sinks down and basically he just has to like, I guess he, he manages, it's not deep. It's not too deep. So he's able to walk out of it. Yeah. He manages it. Yeah. Claw his way out. And he's all just like, it's, it's all like just black. Like he's just covered. He's yeah, all like black and gleaming mud. Yeah. yeah. Um, so these dudes are, there's five guys now. Yeah. Five. And they're, they're trying to find him. They're trying to find him. And he just appears in front of them and he's holding this big leafy package. Um, and you kind of hear insects buzzing around him, but you don't really know what they are. And he says, I am Jaguar paw. This is my forest and I am not afraid. And then he whips the leaf out and inside the leaf is this huge wasp nest. Yeah. And because he's covered in mud, he's protected so from the stings and these guys just, oh, get owned. It's so great. It's so good. Then we go back to the amazing wife. Uh, she's, she's been, you know, she's got a bit of the rope there and she's found a, some sort of stick and she's like trying to throw it up so that she can get out. Uh, she manages, you know, it, she manages to get it up there. Uh, and then we're back to, to JP who is like, he, he goes and he finds a frog 
he digs in for a frog and then he finds some like points like some like uh thorns thorns big thorns yeah yeah and poisons him up so he's got like three of poisoned points and doesn't hurt the frog he's like jabbing the thorns yeah. into the frog and the frog's like this is okay well, he's like dipping it in the back like because i think they secrete like the poison on the back right mm. so I, yeah it's it doesn't hurt the frog yeah but yeah at this point like yeah you know he's he's, yeah, he's just so cool at this point yeah like so cool yeah but so, i was like let's hang out yeah so he starts smearing mud around, making false trails, and he's, you know, he's lying in wait with his poison points. Uh, and he keeps, the, the other thing that keeps happening is he keeps saying, like, don't rain, don't rain, because he keeps mm-hmm. hearing thunder, right? Because if it rains, he's worried it's going to fill up the hole and, mm-hmm. and everything. So it's a, it's a real race against time. He's not just being hunted. He has to get back to his wife. Mm-hmm. And so meanwhile, she's trying to climb. Her, her, her little son is, like, so cute. He's like, you go up first, and then, then I'll come up. And she's like, okay. Uh, so she tries to climb. Um, but the, her, you know, the, the stick doesn't hold, um, that the rope's tied to. And so she falls and of course she falls and, uh, her water breaks. Yeah. She starts going into labor. Yeah. Oh, rough. Terrible. Rough. Yeah. Um, so yeah. JP hiding in the forest, poison darts a dude. This Ma- dude is already well, he, like, he made a dart gun out of a leaf. Oh yeah. That yeah. was sick. Yeah. And yeah, yeah there that, was, that was like full MacGyver. That was great. Yeah. Right. And yeah, so there was this guy that was like, he was really bitten up. So he was, he was kind of like lagging behind and then yeah, he darts him three times and, and he dies. Now yeah. there's four. There's four guys. Yeah. You're like the whole time I was like counting. Them yeah. Around. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's, uh, so they're running, they're running. Um, oh, JP, uh, poison dart dead guy, yeah. uh, has, um, a big club that's next to him. And so JP's like looking at it. He wants the club. Yeah. yeah. And then sadistic guy shows up. Right. He comes back because he's like, hey, what happened to this guy? And so they run at each other. Uh, sadistic guy like like swings his club at JP and just, and JP like slides into first. Right? Yeah. Like, like just, just slides under, just gets like clipped in the forehead yeah, a, a little, little bit. A glancing blow, but he's okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, total badass move. Like as he's sliding in, grabs the club, busts up to his feet, swings around and that's it for sadistic guy. Yeah, finally. So now there's three, but it starts raining. Yeah. And like rain, rain, raining. So we're, we're back at the hole. Rain is pouring in fast. It's filling up the hole, like, like super fast, super fast. Yeah. Yeah. Now he gets there, um, and he sees them and sees that they're still there, but he's still being chased. So he has to like kind of go past Mm -hmm. and two of the guys look in and see the wife and and kids. So you're like, Mm -hmm. ah, they know about him. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a bit stressful. Um, so there are three guys left. JP's running. Um, dad guy shoots him in the chest yeah. with an arrow. Yeah. But at this point, JP is so badass. He just busts the arrow off. Yeah. He just out like, of pulls his it out. own chest. And so buff guy, very impressed who wouldn't be, um, starts running towards him thinking that he's going to be able to finish him off yeah. and trips and gets it in the taper trap. Yeah. The taper trap. Just which like, is this big spiky monstrosity yeah. that Ooh. just totally. Like you knew that was going to happen. You knew Ooh. that was coming up. But yeah, it's gross. So he yeah. he's gone. That's the end of him. Yeah. But the two other guys show up. They're still chasing him. Like, come on, guys, give up. Um, at this point, the wife is like, sh- you know, the water is, is shoulder level. Uh, the son, her son is on her shoulders. She's like standing on a rock to lift them up. And then she She's like gives full labor. Yeah. Though. Can we talk about that? Oh man. Yeah. The whole like, time. The true hero of this and all film. Yeah. Oh that, my gosh. Wow. She's in labor the whole time. And then the baby is born under the water. And you like see the baby just like sloop out. Yeah. And she catches it. That was weird. Yeah. (laughs) That was definitely weird. Nice little water birth. I mean, that's how I give birth. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like, but I'm on your shoulders. Yeah. You're on my shoulders. I'm like, I'm, I'm clutching the side of an oubliette. The water is pouring in. We're going to die. And the baby's born. Yeah. It's all like good. And I think you're standing on a dead monkey. (laughs) Was it a dead monkey? I think it was the dead monkey. It It wasn't a rock. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's hard to find a dead monkey up here, but it's true. We have nine months. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So the baby's born. Danger, still very dangerous. Um, JP is in a bad way yeah. at this point. He's yeah. tired. He's got an arrow in the chest. He's got another thing in his side. Uh, and he stumbles out onto the beach, and the last two guys follow him. And they're all just staring blankly. There's, there's something there. Yeah. I was like, is this going to be a tidal wave? Are we just going full, oh God, like, that would be 2012? So, we, so the, the, you know, the camera pans around, and we see four Spanish galleons, and their boats already headed to the shore with people in them with, the, you know, the crosses and, you know, the conquistadors. And and just like, what? Yeah. We're, just calling, like, we're it, calling that one white people ex machina. Yeah. Yeah. It really was. It was so ridiculous. That was, it was, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was outrageous. So the guys, the two guys are just so stunned that they stay there and JP stumbles off and goes back and like saves his wife and kid. Yeah. That's it. Thanks white people. Yeah. 
I guess, right? And then, so... And then he manages to live through all of his wounds. Oh, of course. We, which, well, for sure, we she credit probably, her bad, yeah. the badass wife. She probably did some pretty awesome stuff. Yeah. So he's carrying his beautiful little son, um, you know, and, and they look back at the boats, and uh, the wife is like, what are they? And he's like, oh, they bring men. And she, she says, should we go to them? And he goes, no, we should go to the forest to seek a new beginning, the end. Yeah. Because we all know that there is no new beginning for yeah. indigenous people. There yeah. is only an end now. Yeah, it's just the end. The end. White people are here. Yeah. And they saved me, but at what cost? Yeah. Yeah. So that <sighs> was a thing we watched. Yeah, that was that was a thing that and, we... And, you know, it's not yeah. sci-fi, but it's, you know, it's... Uh, definitely fiction. It's definitely fiction. And definitely a lot of fiction apocalyptic happening. Apocalyptic fiction. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm going to... No, I'm going to call that science fiction because he yeah. used a lot of native science. It's true. That's and true. a lot of native technology. And yeah. that was that was my favorite part of it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but we should we should rate this business. We're gonna rate it out of white hypocrisy. Yeah. So, the way that this works, in case we forget because it's been so long, it has been one white hypocrisy is the movie was terrible. You would never show it to anybody, and you probably would burn all the copies. Five white hypocrisies are it was amazing. You loved it. That's weird. That's weird that white you love white whatever. <laughs> We didn't, think this, we didn't think this one through. It's really, it's really morning. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Chelsea, what do you think? Uh, oh, man. Okay. Uh, this is a tough one. So I oh, I guess two. I've got to give it two white hypocrisies. I, I would give it more. Like, okay. So like the stuff that we talked about at the beginning, uh, all native cast in an, an indigenous language, just like so much time and energy spent on creating these like what I suppose are very authentic uh, period costumes and like accoutrements and all that stuff. Like, man, you know, that was great. But just, it was, it was such a propaganda piece mm -hmm. that it, it like, it really undid all of that. And again, I'm just, I'm so bitter that one of the few examples out there of, of like a movie in an indigenous language is such anti-indigenous propaganda. Like that's just so hurtful because he had, he had so many resources. He had so many people that he must have uh, consulted with for this. And then to turn it around and just be like, you know, it's just a big flip off to, yeah. to the people that he's, you know, that he's representing. Uh, and, I, and I imagine that people that were involved in the project were also fairly conflicted because, you know, you want to do this. You want to, you know, and, and it's an exciting movie and everything. But like the only movie that gets made from that, you know, cultural perspective and it has to be like that. Like, why? Why? Yeah. Because rich white people. That's why. Yeah. Because they're still trying to justify, you know, this, this like the genocide, the ongoing genocide against indigenous peoples. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's it for me too. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna have to give it a one. I'm gonna give it a 1.75 white hypocrisies. <laughs> um, well, partially it's because I didn't see like half the movie because I was covering my eyes. Yeah. Because you were like, I'll tell you when to look, and I was like, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, but I think you know, I think all the reasons that you said made it like not an utter piece of garbage. Yeah. You know, but that I think was in spite of rather than because of. Yeah. You know, if it was because of anything, it was because of the cartoonishly large bags of cash. Yeah. Right. They had so much money for this project yeah. so i i share your bitterness about the fact that it's it's horrific propaganda however you know on the bright side like now we know what we could like you know if mel gibson you know the anti-semitic like Ugh. woman beating just yeah, piece of garbage scumbag. can create a movie that lush and yeah. that visually interesting and that you know like just well cast and you know mm -hmm. what can we do i know just give us the thing. money yeah just give us the money and we'll make amazing things like look at what zach rice kunik has, has come up with mm -hmm. you know like just give more indigenous directors money yeah because like could you imagine stories could you imagine if if <sighs> indigenous filmmakers had the kind of budget oh man you know that mel gibson has it would be absolutely and you would love it too you would love it because we would, would make it. we make beautiful stuff but yeah so anyway, anyway yeah 1.75 um obviously particularly like the gratuitous sexual assault yes. scene like just no stop yeah, with that so stop with that. that stop with that yeah the only no i don't want to see it ever no ever again all right well thank you for joining us on this first episode of, of season, season four yeah of otapemsu squaywak kitsy gisagok metis in space 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 Open to the square, keep your kisses up, make tea in space.